Sorry, guys. Um, someone called me. So, you could simply have someone breathing, you know, big diaphragmic breaths 20 times, and then retest their hamstring flexibility. Guaranteed, it would improve. It might not be a lot, but it might improve by an inch. Two centimeters, what it is, whatever it is, it's still a change, but it's just because you kind of tricked your nervous system in giving you that range, right? So you can ask your um, body to give you a little bit more, and that's what kind of corrective exercise does, is just a different form. Um, so that being said, like, my whole idea behind corrective exercise is like, the corrective exercise should correct it long term, right? Um, so when I was exposed to things from the FRC community, where they're talking about actually changing things at a cellular level to improve tissue quality made sense to me, right? And I'm not bashing, you know, Gray Cook or anything like that. Well, those exercises are great in the sense that you have now a specific um, roadmap of what movement patterns are going to trigger a nervous system response for you to perform better in a gym setting. So if I have a power lifter that loves to back squat and needs a little bit more thoracic extension, I will do a bench kneeling um, thoracic extension exercise to help them get a little bit more range so they want to get under a bar, it feels a lot better for them, right? And I'll continue doing that over and over and over and over again as part of their programming, knowing that the back squat is going to feel a little bit better. So if I have another example like a an accountant, I always go to an accountant because they sit at their desk all the time. Um, and they're super hunched over and they can't rotate and they want to improve their golf game. Every time I train them, I'm going to do open books and foam roller extensions with them because it will give them a little bit more range in the areas that they suck at and their workout is going to feel a little bit better. But if they want actual change and an actual corrective exercise to change tissue quality, they need to communicate with the muscle cells within their bodies to influence change. So this is why I love teaching kin stretch because I help mold people's tissues to function a little bit better and they see huge improvements. So something as simple as this one person that I have um, kind of stuck in my head, um, she has been doing kin stretch two to three times a week for the last seven weeks, and she feels like she's not really improving. But recently she went to one of the practitioners at my clinic, and they were like, holy crap, what have you been doing? Because all the muscles that are supporting your neck and your upper back are moving so much better. And she mentioned that she's been doing my class. And it's awesome to hear that because a lot of times when people have joint restrictions and they do a kin stretch class, they feel like they're not progressing. But the reason why it works is because you kind of have this linear fashion of progression in the movements. So you first communicate with your nervous system and the muscle cells influencing um, your body 
with isometric contractions, aka force. So that's why when you go to a chiropractor or physio and they stick your thumb into the spot that's painful, they're adding force into that area to communicate to the muscle cells that you need to start working better, right? So you're kind of doing the same thing with kin stretch and the FRC principles. From there, with this new acquired range, we work the end range of your joint because that's where all the magic happens. The moment you do open books and you kind of fall and flop over to that area that you always finish, it's okay, you might get a little bit of range, but actually getting to your end range and working within that end range is gonna be the true um, test of changing quality. So if you're someone that wants to improve their movement quality, and there's like an exercise like, I don't know, say the back squat, you really, really wanna do it, but your shoulders are so hunched over and it's hard to grab the bar, there's a lot of stuff that you can do that I've been posting recently on my social media when it comes to improving your um, mobility. So, kin stretch is like one of those things that is true corrective exercise and even if you took like one or two of those exercises and did them daily for the areas that you're trying to improve, so back to the back squat example, you just don't, you just don't have that external rotation and thoracic extension, pick two exercises that I've been posting to that hammers those two areas and you can finally see the progressions you want. So I think what I'm gonna follow up is actually post um, actually, I do have one post for shoulder external rotation that's coming out pretty soon here. And I will find a thoracic extension pails and rails post that I can go and give you guys too. So if you follow those two every single day, guaranteed you will see progression. Um, I'm going to end it there. You guys have been amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the support. Share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm going to give you the best, consistent fitness and health advice when I ramble on about random shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time. All right, you guys. What's up, internet podcast listeners, people watching on YouTube, it's your host for Found Much of Chef See, This is another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. This might be a short one because I'm currently driving to get my uh, insurance renewed. And it's a little bit of a short ride, but I'm going to make this good. Today we're going to talk about corrective exercise. For those who don't know what it is, it was a term coined probably by Gray Cook inventor of the functional movement screen, which is a assessment tool that I use and a good portion of all coaches around the world when they train their clients to figure out what the hell's going on with the person in front of them. And the whole idea behind corrective exercise was to fix those in inefficiencies or asymmetries or painful patterns that our bodies go through on a daily basis that would influence your um, programming in your client's workout regimen. Um, 
I remember when I first got certified in the functional movement screen and my jam was all, you know, corrective exercise, corrective exercise. And in my opinion, I don't really like that world word, um, corrective exercise, because it just, it doesn't really correct anything other than it improves the mobility of the movement path that you're trying to achieve. So an example of that is someone has a tight upper back, aka your T-spine. So what do you do? You do foam roller extensions and open books. Those are your corrective exercises to fix that. But a lot of times you don't actually fix it. You just change the input into your nervous system to create change. So sometimes what will happen is say I have a client, tight upper back, I do those two exercises, say two sets of 10, and you know, say we did a test retest, they actually gained a little bit more rotation and extension in the thoracic spine. So that corrective exercise worked. But what happens is client goes back to their day-to-day life and we realize that, you know, that corrective exercise didn't really have long-lasting effects. And then maybe you convince yourself that, hey, maybe if I do this every single day, then that's when things will actually change. But you're not actually changing tissue quality or anything like that. You're kind of just feeding the system to give you a little bit more range. So an example of this is like, you know, when you test someone's hamstring flexibility and you say like, oh, you're at this distance, whatever you want to use a measure, and it's not that great. You could 